Hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How's it going? I'm good. Yourself? Good. good cool. You. Today, as promised, we're going to talk about decision makers. And here's kind of the situation. We talked about it, about it a bit offline, but um, you know, decision makers, first of all, it's a loaded term, I find. Um, but I wanted to ultimately dive deeper into how do we identify who the decision maker is? Because it's not just saying, are you the decision maker? Uh, it's not just a title, right? Because I've, I've worked with directors who are decision makers, and I've worked with VPs who are not decision makers. Um, and maybe more importantly is when you're talking to somebody and you realize they're not the decision maker, how, how do you get to speak to the decision maker and also when? And, and I'll explain that and then we can kind of go through some more structured questions, but it's because, you know, here's off, in when you're in a more complex sale, right? An easier sale is like you're just small business owner, you're speaking to the president, they're the decision maker, it's done. Uh, but it's something a bit more complex where there's some hierarchy. It doesn't have to be like a massive sale, like selling into Dell or Microsoft or something like that. But, um, you know, there's some directors, there's some VPs, there's like the founders or co-founders. Um, you know, decision makers are not always available for every meeting, right? They have like booked up calendar, they're double booked or triple booked. They're not going to attend necessarily going to be able to attend like an hour and a half discovery call, a two hour discovery call or three discovery sessions or whatever, whatever. So when do you want to make sure that the decision maker is in the sales process, is involved in the sales process? Well, that's, that's a so point. let's start with what's a, who's a, what's a decision maker? What's well, okay. So, so before we go to decision makers, you know, I, I would, I would let's, let's categorize them in three categories. Let's keep it really simple. Okay. There's gatekeepers, right? Yeah. That that inexperienced salespeople often get hung up on, thinking that they're either a decision maker or an influencer, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the influencer, right? And mm -hmm. you get a lot of influencers in um, in larger companies. I mean, and often you get, like you said, a decision maker. Now, the mistake also that we might make is that often it's not just in, in a large enterprise environment, it might not be a decision maker, it might be a committee. Yeah, yeah, and that's like large, much larger. Right? Yeah, but I mean, it, I think we need to to address that too. So for that for that reason, I like SMBs because you're talking to the owner and and they're the decision maker. She's right. the owner. He's the decision maker. And you're like, okay, sure. and that makes it easy. So obviously that that's the easy one, right? <clears throat> so how do you make sure you're talking to the decision maker? I think there's a few ways of doing it, right? One, you want to do some research first, you see what the role is, you look at the name and the title. Now there's no title or name, like you just said, that's gonna say, oh, decision maker, right? <laughs> if the chief revenue officer, they might they might delegate it, they might not do it, the chief, chief whatever you wanna put there, see, see whatever, whatever. Um, so the way to identify the decision maker, I believe early in the process, because sometimes, it's going to happen. It's part of being in sales, right? You're having those discussions, whether through email, through LinkedIn, in person, on the phone, and you, you're, you're sort of, you're not 100% sure. You're, you're getting signals that you're not 100% sure. Is a committee, is this person an influencer? Are they really a decision maker? Yeah. It's going to sound really um, simple, but you just need to ask the question. Okay. And, and the way I think to ask the question as an example, and I think this is just an example, is 
Mr. or Mrs. X, um, should this process move forward and should you eventually decide to work with us or buy our product or whatever it might be, um, can you explain to me what the decision-making process is? Mm. And from there, you hope the honest answer comes about to tell you, well, it's a committee, it takes three months, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know? right. okay. For example, I'm dealing with a large enterprise company now who wants to hire my training services. Mm. And the decision maker is only a decision maker in that, in, in that she can decide to use my services. Right. It still needs to go through procurement. And she told me, look, everything's blocked till April 1st. She's very honest with me, right? Yeah. So, you know, she's going to say yes. She has it approved. Then it's only going to pass April 1st. And then on top of that, she said, we pay really slowly. So you got to be okay to be paid two months later. So yeah. being very honest, but in your sales process, you need to find these things out. So back right. to the decision maker, you ask, to, in my opinion, you ask the question. Mm -hmm. So asking the question is often hard for people who have less experience in sales and even for some experienced salespeople. Right. They're thinking that they're insulting the person. So if I just ask you, hey, Fab, are you the decision maker? That, that, could, be, that could be insulting. So that's why you ask, can you tell me more about yeah. the making process? And I think also asking a friend, you know, like in my mind, right? Like, so I put, when I was back in the day, when I was like, in marketing, like head of marketing, like some sort of a middle management position in, in marketing. And I, I was tasked to hire to, to buy a software. Like had the person asked me, are you the decision maker? In my mind, I would have been like, yeah, I decided like, but ultimately at the end of the day, no, there was still the VP that I had to go to. Sure. I came to them with, you know, this, these are the three that I, that I think are the top. This is the one I feel is the best. And, you know, they just kind of rubber sent it. Right. Like, but, but I'm still not the decision maker. Like that person could have still put the kibosh on everything and and decided, like, you know what? I heard that the third one is the best. Like I was talking to another VP. That's the best. That's the one we're going with. Good. Can you look at them again? Um, so yeah. So, but had somebody asked me, were you the decision maker? Yeah, because I was given the, all the keys. Like I had okay, exactly. So you would have said yes. But had they asked you, can you tell me about the decision making process? And you would have said, well. I prove it then it goes here then we find out this 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 and that right so so and i'll give you a, again a personal example when i was the the vice president in a large media company in canada for eastern canada a lot of people would call me and talk to me about ideas thinking that i could sign the check well the only person signing the check in my company was the president right so that was a mistake on their behalf to assume that I would be able to sign the check. Now I was right. a very strong influencer because if I had a good idea, I would go talk to the president and exactly. say, hey, let's do this or let's do that. So, okay. yeah. so I believe that's how you find out the powers of the decision maker and the process of decision making. So it's, really about, so it's less about finding the decision maker or let's say it's less about you know, asking who the decision maker is and more about understanding the decision making process yeah. is that because that brings about the different roles, right? The influencers, yeah. the the decision maker or makers, the gatekeepers. Or the gatekeepers and so on. Like, OK, the president decides, but, you know, procurement has to approve it, too, and, and so yeah. on and so forth. So yeah. instead of asking, thing, by the way, what's that? Sorry. 
procurement falls in gatekeeping. Exactly. So then exactly. instead of asking, are you the decision maker? Because the person might rightly or wrongly believe that they are. Not, not that they're trying to fool you. They might just actually believe they are, yeah. but they're not. So instead of asking who is the decision maker, yes, what's the decision making process? Yeah. That, that, um, yeah. And so, so when, when in your sales process do you ask that question? Okay, let me flip this around, Fab. Okay. You always get me to answer these questions. And of course, I, you know, I love to talk, so I always do. So you know a lot. We've been talking about this a long time. I know you used to say you're marketing. You didn't know much about sales, but I think you probably know more about sales than 99% of the human race. So awesome. let me throw it back to you. When do you think, from what we've just said or from what you know, because I'm sure you have an opinion on this, when do you think we should be finding out the decision-making process? So I'll, I'll split that up into two, right? So how, when, do we, when should we determine what the decision-making process is? I think we need, that needs to be determined relatively early on. Maybe not, maybe not your first call, like the cold call, but definitely your, during your exploratory session or, or whatnot. Um, but I'll split that up and saying, I think the decision-making process, having the decision-maker process person having the decision maker on the call with you doesn't necessarily need to, need to happen up front. Like I said, they, they have a very busy schedule. Usually they, the higher up you go in the chain, the more busy you get in terms of meetings. I, but I think they need to be at least there during like our, our confirmation stage or proposals. Maybe proposal stage is a little too late, but you know what I mean? Like, so I wouldn't necessarily have to insist that they're there at every step of the way because that might be unrealistic, but I think they need to be there at a key moment when a decision has to be made. Okay, so this happens rarely, but I totally agree with you on both cases. So, <laughs> and you're right. So you need to find out fairly early. Of course, when you're doing your preparation and your research, you're doing everything you can to aim at the decision maker, right? For sure. You know, don't go to the gatekeeper. Don't go yeah. to the influencer. Try to. So let's say you've you've, you've done that. You're, you're 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 aiming at the decision maker. Now here's what you. But you can't assume. They're the decision maker. And what you're, you're exactly right. During your discovery process, as you ask the questions and you're finding out the challenge, you're going to get some hints, right? You're going to go, well, he's, he or she's telling me about, you know, their challenge and their needs and their wants and, and they're passionate about it and they, they really want to make this work. So right away, you know, okay, they're, they're, they're on board for needing the solution, right? And then at one point you're, you're, you're starting to ask more questions and you see that, you know, very much you're clicking and it's working. And then you're saying to yourself, okay, I've been talking to this person for a certain amount of time. I need to make, I, I need to sort of figure out what's going on. So you should say, Hey, look, let's say down the road, you're really happy with the solution we put forward. What would be the decision-making process? Yeah. And that's where you'll find out, well, you pitch it to me. I show it to the president. If I'm on board, he says yes and signs the check or I, I, I'm one of the influencers. I'll bring my three other partners on board. We're going to talk. We're going to have another meeting. Then we have to have it go by the committee. It's got to pass a procurement. They have to do a, a, an RFQ. And, then, and then, then we come back to you. So the whole process takes a year. Okay, fine. Fair enough. You know what you're, you're dealing with, right? Yeah. So that, that needs to happen in your discovery call. Now, I forget the second thing you said. You said that the decision maker, oh, yes, decision maker doesn't always have to be there. So that too, let's say you find out you're talking to the main influencer and the main influencer says, look, I, I'm not the one who signs the checks, but the one who signs the checks doesn't meet anybody. 
It has yeah. to go through me. Well, then we've talked about this before. You need to make sure that that influencer is on board and you have to decide whether you want to try to do business with these people because you, you might not have the choice. That, yeah. that, that, so, so I agree with you there too because it, it, it's, it's a reality. So, so sometimes you can't have access to decision makers. They're a silent partner. They're busy doing, you know, if you're trying to sell to Virgin Mobile or Virgin Atlantic, uh, you you might not get to speak to the executive vice president of Virgin Mobile when you're trying to sell them a hundred thousand dollar a year subscription for a SaaS. It's like yeah. they just don't deal this thing. But they know that they're they're you know they're the EVP and they know that their VP is going to bring it forward. They meet them once a month. It goes through procurement, and then next thing you know, you, you'll find out in a couple of months. That's just the process. You don't have a choice. Yeah. So, you know, then you just make sure that you're blocking all the holes in the process. You're saying, well. You know, should I be talking to the person in procurement? You know, should I be talking to the person in administration? So, but you, 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 you need. You're right. It's those two things. In the beginning, find out in the discovery what the the, the decision making process to process is, and then two, make sure that you know the role of the person that you're talking to. Mm. And that if you can have access to someone else, that's wonderful. Try to bring them in the conversation. We can talk about that as well. But if you can't have them in the conversation, make sure that you're talking to an influencer, not a gatekeeper, because the influencer will influence. A gatekeeper will just say, stop or die or not die. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, those are the two things that I totally agree with you on. Okay, I totally ramble. Yeah, and I realize it's an unpopular opinion to like, because a lot of the, the 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 wisdom out there is that decision maker has to be involved in every step of the process, but but like you said, I mean, in some in some contexts, like that's just impossible. And I, and I'm living this situation right now where I'm dealing directly with the general manager, and they're so busy, like meaning get postponed. Next meeting is in like six and a half weeks because that's the next spot they have open in the calendar. And guess who gets bumped if something else comes? Right? Like it's sometimes better to deal with the influencer who has more time in their calendar is probably tasked to finding the solution that you're offering. And what I would say there is don't waste your time though, right? Right. So, so this yeah. is important. Like you also have to make sure that the your time you're not just spinning your wheels talking to an influencer because you enjoy each other's company, right? So uh -huh. you have to know realistically what's important there. And you need to also know when to how much time or energy to put into something and when to, to, to put your time and energy elsewhere. Listen, ideally, and this is semantics, by the way. So yeah. semantics is important because what we call a decision maker, someone else might also call an influencer in a large company because you right. can't talk to the owner of the company, even though he's the one who says yay or nay. Yeah. So, so talk to the most senior person up the decision-making chain possible yeah. Deal with that person, make sure they're on board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be speaking to the junior entry-level person who's just tasked to doing the research. I mean, you might encounter them, obviously, but but you need to go up that chain as fast as possible. I think I think the challenge is also just be mindful of how big that organization is. And like you were saying before, like an EVP, yes, technically they're the decision maker, but you know, they're just really rubber stamping the approval. Like they're not gonna they're not they're not you know they just need to be there at one meeting to just make sure that you know they probably have a couple concerns that they want to address um okay awesome so then and this might sound like a silly question so maybe we won't dwell, dwell on it too much but then why does a decision maker matter if 
if they're not necessarily the most engaged in the sales process, why do they matter? It's actually a really good question because if let's say you only have access to the influencer or an influencer or a committee of influencers or, or whatever it might be, you, let's say the highest level of, 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 of person that you have access to in the decision-making process is not the final person who needs to be involved. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, why should you be talking to them at all? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like why are they important? They're important because it's the only way in. <laughs> And, and, but what you have to gauge all, all along the process is how much energy am I going to put into this? Realistically speaking. So, and what I do now, because I'll be, I'll, can, do we have time for a little anecdote? Do you have a hard yeah. stop? Okay. So when I started in sales, I was a nice guy. I was able to talk to the gatekeepers and I was totally, and I hundred percent admit this was wrong, but you know, I was 20, three, 24 years old. I was a little bit insecure, but I, I had the gift of the gab, you know, as you can imagine. And so I would, I would have a very easy time talking to gatekeepers and low level influencers. And I would always say, well, I go in that way and then I work my way up. The problem was, is I lacked confidence to talk to people at the top because I was worried that I might not know what I'm talking about. And mm. back then the internet was just starting. So a salesperson was also the person that carried the knowledge. Right. So a salesperson wasn't just someone who found out the needs and the wants and the motivation. The salesperson was also the one that had to bring forward information that would sway the decision making process. So mm -hmm. I didn't have confidence in that in that job. So I stayed away from there. But what you need to realize as a salesperson is, am I really talking to the right person? Mm -hmm. Am I just making myself feel happy that I'm doing activity and I'm talking to a bunch of nice people, but really nothing happens, but I know I got a base salary and I can survive, right? Or am I really that, that hunting person who's going to go after the best opportunity? So yeah. a big part of being in sales is having the confidence of speaking to the right people. I think in today's day and age, right, uh, where you have a lot of backup, obviously through various um, channels, of information, the salesperson, the salesperson's role has changed from being a vacuum cleaner salesman who explains the content of the engine of the vacuum to yeah. asking the person, do you have a problem with dirt in your house? <laughs> and, then, and then most people can just go research your product afterwards. And all you're finding out is, do they have a problem with the dirt in the house? And, cool. and you're connecting and seeing how you can bring that. Together. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah. It makes sense. And I think, yeah, and I still, I still believe in obviously seeing it like I'm not a sales consultant, but I do work with a lot of sales team in terms of trying to operationalize their their processes. And I mean, I still notice that that's one of the biggest challenges, right? Is being being consultative is not it's not easy, right? It's it's easy to 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 jump into this features benefit and, and stuff like that, and to assume the client doesn't know anything, but I mean, I have yet to encounter a client who's made no research whatsoever, right? Like even people that you got a cold call out of the blue, they have a general idea. Fine. I work with HubSpot. HubSpot's very well known, but they have a general idea of what you're selling. Um, and they're definitely not going to rely on you for the information, right? Like even if they're, you've piqued their interest, they're going to go down and do their own interest. Uh, they're going to do their own research. And I think, you know, going back to why the decision maker matters is because you know, like you just don't, you don't know the influence 
that the decision maker has, right? So I was talking to a client, a potential client uh, late last year, and I was talking to the co-founder, right? So definitely like up there, like there's nobody higher in the organization than, than her. And we talked and then I, I did not ask what the decision making process was uh, up front. And I know. And then when it came to presented the solution, like did, did everything pretty much well, right? Everything else other than that. But, but then she said like, okay, I'm gonna have to go check with my co-founder now. And I'm like, oh, and, and guess what happened, right? Like they came back and said like, this, this is probably more of a February thing than, than a now thing. Um, had I known, I would have at least had the, tell them, well, when I present the solution, I'd like to have your co-founder there so we can have everything, everybody on the same page. And then probably started that conversation with a bit more of a uh, summary of what's been discovered so far and so on and so forth. And, and I think that's why the decision maker matters. Even if they don't feel, doesn't feel like they have much say, you just never know what, how the organizations run. You don't, you don't know. And when you I ask that question, when you ask that question, because I think what you got there was an objection. Right. This person was probably just hiding behind, oh, I don't want to say yay or nay. But if you ask the question up front about the decision-making process, the other thing is the person says, well, I got to go talk to someone. I don't know if you did this or not, but you say, hey, look, if the decision was yours, what would it be? Yeah. You know, and, and, and I so did. And I did. And the decision would have been yes. But I mean, according to her. What but, them all and we won't we won't take it apart but yeah all that to say that and i think it's very important is that understand the decision making process understand what you're really facing yeah. what will the sales cycle truly be like 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 i said i'm talking to this huge enterprise it's exciting for me to work with them because like if this thing opens up i'm going to be dealing with 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 you know i could be it could keep me busy for years hmm. but i know it's a slow process it's hard to get in there there's a bunch of stuff. I, I know the reality of what's going on because, well, one, I have the experience because I'm old and two, but I can transfer this experience or I can transfer the way you find this out is just by asking an easy question. Hmm. You know, what's the decision making process? How does this go on? And if and, and, and if the decision was yours now, what would it be? So so you're finding out the level of influence in, in, in the right. whole team. I listen, Fab, as a as a VP for the for this media company, I blew people off by saying, hey, oh, I'm going to have to talk to someone else and see what it's all about. Call me back in a month. No one ever asked me if the decision was yours, what would you do? If, these, if were supposedly, these were supposedly really good consultants at selling. No one ever asked me that question, ever. That's, what was the question, sorry? If the decision was yours, Paul, what would you oh, do? Oh, the decision was yours, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's not an easy one. It's... Uh... And, and we can dive into the psychology of things. I think the example you gave before, right, of, of, of a young, young Paul, we should, we should have pictures of young Paul in the background, but um, as a young bug it looks salesperson. looks exactly the same, Fab. <laughs> is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a confidence thing um, down the line, and I think you could be a very sa senior salesperson um, if you don't have the confidence, right? If you're, you know, like I said, you don't have to be young. I think if you're speaking to you know, the CEO of a company, no matter how old you are, it's easy for some people to see themselves, well, I'm just a salesperson and she's the CEO. Like she's so much more powerful. She's so much more knowledgeable. She's so much, so much more power than I do. Um, and I think it's in, in a lot of ways in the same way that we don't, ask, we're afraid to ask certain questions. We're afraid, we're afraid to ask who the decision maker is because we might have to, 
we might have to speak with them. Um, whereas if we don't know, we could tell our boss. <laughs> I love that. I don't want to know. <laughs> I might have to talk to them and try to sell them. And they're scary. They're the CEO. <laughs> it's, it's easier to it's easier to talk to an influencer and yes. and have that deal go nowhere. And you know, Fab, that's even that's often even more the case when you have a sales force that's totally not paid on commission. Because they can just keep floating on their dreams and aspirations rather than really finding out what's going on, right? And and even you're right, even as a senior salesperson, if you're working in an organization that says, hey, look, all that matters is your all that matters is your activity, and uh, you know, you don't get paid on commission. We just talk want to talk to you people. You could get lazy and just end up talking to a bunch of influence. Then it'll look, hey Paul, how come your numbers are never there? You know, it's because you like, I don't know, I did so much activity. I talked to so many people. Um, all right, Paul, this is a, this is fun. Next, next week we're, we're, we're going marketing again. Uh, we're going to talk about social and dark social, which is something I've been wanting to talk about for a bit. So yeah, I'm going to look into that. So it'll be fun because, uh, we haven't done marketing in a while. I know we're more, we've rebranded the show to, to sales and rev ops, but, uh, it's part of the operation. And I think it's a big challenge for a lot of marketers uh in terms of reporting and stuff like that so it'll be a fun show and let's take five minutes at the beginning of the next show to explain why we're, we call it RevOps rather than marketing sure sounds good bye paul bye everybody bye sayonara <laughs>